and clear of the closing doors, please. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Giants Report. That's right, the Giants Report. This is our second stream on the YouTube. Yes, I say the YouTube because you know what? I don't know. I'm embracing my boomer role, so... The YouTube machine. We said it last week. YouTube machine? Yeah, the YouTube machine. The YouTube machine. Okay. I like that. How you doing, Murph? Um, I'm pretty good. It's only like I was telling CG before you log on. It's only Tuesday, but it's been a long, long week. Um, Yankees have uh, made some good trades, a questionable trade, and uh, Danny Jones had a good day today, so... Uh, I'm good, man, I guess. I'm good. We're we're a week closer to football, right? Are we starting off with the baseball talk or what? Well, I mean, this time last week when we recorded, the Yankees were winning 2-0 against the Mets. And then, you know, I talked all my shit and then you (laughs) swept our ass. But, um, you know, I guess we get the last laugh today because we made all the trades. And you guys are fucking trading for dudes making $30,000 down in – Single A, double A. So. Chess, not checkers, Murph. Sure. Probably. You're probably right. <laughs> I usually are. I'm doing okay. Um, nothing much going on this week, just following training camp. I'm trying to potty train my four-year-old, which has been almost um, – it's been – let's just put it this way. It's been a little challenging. But other than that, things are great. Less than uh, – what do we got? Less than 40 days now to um, September and the first game. I can't wait. Oh, well, first game is just Thursday. No, I mean, I mean regular season, but I right. know, but I mean, we that get football though. That's no, what I'm about. So we have football too. or NFL football because again, I mean, we would be dismissive of the uh, what the hell that was? Oh yeah, the USFL, and uh, you know, but we get NFL football starting this Thursday until February, so that is definitely good. So football's back. Um, so let's start off then. So last time we, that we started, there was nobody in Paget. uh, Giants had just reported first practice was Wednesday. Well, today was the sixth practice, I believe. Uh, I All right. so, yeah. I'm going with that anyway. Yeah, so. it was sixth practice. Today was the sixth practice. We got pads. We got some, we got to see some of these different players, some of these lines, some of the new concepts, what this regime wants to do. What are your thoughts from training camp so far, CG? Well, it's been great. I mean, there's definitely a couple of players who have come through early. I mean, first name that comes to mind is Darnay Holmes. He's had a really good first week. He had three interceptions last week, pick six, and the fourth fumble on Barkley. Um, He seemed to be all over the place. Um, since, you know, we have that second cornerback position, which is for the taking behind uh, Adore Jackson, it's good to see someone standing up and trying to put themselves in that position. Um, He's one player that I thought had a great week last week. Um, Richie James, actually, 
um, looking for a spot. You know, our, he's probably going to be our kick returner, punt returner. He had some good reps. Um, he had one play in particular, I remember, where he totally deked out the cornerback and was able to uh, separate and score, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau's also had a really good week. Um, Andrew Thomas held his own against him, which is also good. You want to see that from your offensive line. Um, Xavier McKinney seems to be taking on more of a, a leadership role. Uh, he is has a, the uh, green dot, <laughs> the lead, you know, to uh, Martindale wants him to take more of an active role this season, which is important. So the first week, a lot of, lot of impressive um, play on both sides of the ball. You know, Kadarius Tony's another guy who I felt had a really good week. Um, some, some fights, <laughs> as you always have in um training camp right. oh i mean we'll talk about nothing, him later but you know hold on I, I mean you talked about everything there's nothing left for me <laughs> so you got you gotta slow down cg give us some thoughts man i'll try to condense I, I, I know but i mean i darnay holmes was the one thing i wanted to talk about you already covered it about you talked about the fights you talked about everything from the first week there's nothing left to talk about let's just i mean all right i'm gonna shut up you want to add murph before i mean yeah actually i, I do he, he didn't take my topic so uh <laughs> i had to cut him off before he did no slot jackson what's up tap tappy tap um, actually, yeah, the center position. That's that, that's what I wanted to talk about. That was one of my, my pieces. Um, but yeah, CG just pretty much finished the episode. So uh, I think we're right. done. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's um, try to say, uh, I, I know that we have a tendency to go a little bit, you know, out of order here. But so I got the center position for later on. You want to talk about it now then, Murph, or you want no, I was just being a smart ass. He didn't, he didn't say my one topic. Everything right. else, though. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I'm going to give CG credit where credit's due. So CG does a phenomenal job. Everything that you guys see thus far, CG is behind the wheels on the stream yard. He's the one pulling up the comments here. He's the one doing everything. That dope new intro that you guys saw or haven't seen yet. That's CG behind that as well. He prepares a lot of stuff for us. CG is the man behind the curtain. He does a lot of great stuff for us. So he's fully prepared, unlike probably me and Murph. So he's ready to go. So I just got to reel him back in from time to time. So uh, I'm sure he has a book there. You want to show us your notes, CG? And no. Uh, see, I t- what did I tell you guys? I told he was you. A little testy, you were, he, he was a little testy. You were late, man. He's itching to talk Giants. So. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you, Mage. I'm, I'm just, you know, got to prepare. <laughs> Let me say what's up to a few people. TJ is in the chat. TJ. Last week, I kept saying Taj. I thought it was another follower of ours, um, but it's not. It is my boy TJ. TJ is in the chat representing uh, Canadians everywhere. Pana, what's up, Pana? Tap. As always, love tap, love seeing him here. So, all right, before we go anywhere else, let's talk about thoughts from today's practices. Murph, I'm going to go to you. I'm going. We'll save CG for last. Last year, so give us a thought or two from today's practices. Uh, 
Well, I mean, it sounds like Danny had a lot better day than he did yesterday, and that was the main talking point of today. And to be completely honest with you, that was the only thing I really paid attention to today. Um, sounds like Danny had the best practice of, I guess, what you say, six practices yet so far? Two balls on the ground. Uh, Pat Leonard had to make sure he took a little dig in there and said there's only two. Uh, uh, what do you say? Limited balls on the ground. So basically giving the receivers credit, not Danny credit. Shocker. Um but, yeah, man, I mean, I'm not buying too much into these practices. I mean, obviously we know there's been some some quotes out there from Coach saying that they're taking shots downfield to test the corners and things like that. So, again, we have no idea what's going on, like, down there from a conversation standpoint. So, I'm chilling, dude, chilling. Not not excited, not mad, nothing nothing to really import, report from camp. Um, obviously, it's all going to be about Danny. I mean, well, it sucks that it has you- to be that way, but, like – Anywhere you go, it's Danny, Danny, Danny. That's what it seems well, I will like. tell you one thing that I was impressed with, though, today, too, is that who caught the interceptions in uh, practice today? Adore Jackson. Adore. Right. Somebody that we were worried about, right, because he's always in the play but never really had a lot of interceptions over the course of his career kind of a lot of passes defended, et cetera, but not really a turnover machine. I was impressed to see that the two interceptions say came from a Dory. CG touched on Darnay Holmes. Uh, Darnay Holmes was somebody that I really wanted to see a lot. We talked about this in the past. We talked about it on clapback as well, is that uh, Darnay Holmes played outside. He played boundary corner at UCLA. It's not that he can't do it. In the NFL, he's probably better for the slot position, but I love seeing that aggressiveness out of Darnay. And then Adore Jackson today coming up big with the two interceptions. That was huge, guys. Honestly, for a guy that's supposed to step up to be our quarterback one, somebody that we were concerned about not having that ability to create turnovers, that's fine. I'm okay. I know people are freaking out about practices, but you know what? It's a good thing. What if Danny was tearing up this defense and our defense wasn't creating any turnovers. We'd be worried. At least I would. My biggest concern coming into the season was the Giants' secondary. Do we have enough enough depth? Do we have some guys there? I know we're going to get to the injury report, but it really was a concern for us. So I like seeing the aggressiveness out of the defense. I like seeing Darnay Holmes jump that route in the flat, take it to the house. Dory Jackson today had a pick six that would have went to the house. I'm encouraged by those things. What about you, CJ? Well, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people in the professional media who seem to live and die by every pass that Daniel Jones throws. And it's practice. It's the preseason. We're in week two. We had one padded practice to this point. You know, even, and I don't want to steal your thunder, so I won't really get into it, but even Dable said last week that, some of the evaluation that has taken place isn't exactly on Daniel Jones. It's on other players. So some passes may not be, you know, Daniel Jones passes that he wanted to throw. Now, granted, you know, we'll talk about that later. But today, I mean, they were practicing third and tens. I mean, he went 14 for 18, two touchdowns, two interceptions, one interception late, which was on the, they were doing a red zone. Um, my thing is this, is that we're not going to know how this Daniel Jones story ends until a few months from now. 
you want to see progression. You want to see the offense as a whole progress. But I think this fan base, this media, I think they are they're in a point right now where anything negative that happens with Daniel Jones, it's just going to be amplified. So my take, the way I'm looking at it, the way CGF is looking at it right now, is let's see what happens between now and the bye week in November 1st. And I, I've said this several times on Twitter. Giants need to be, in my mind, four, four, four and four or better to have any legitimate shot, not just for this season, but for Daniel Jones to be even franchise tagged at the end of this year. Because if he's any worse, even if he puts up good numbers, they're not going to want to bring him back. You know, there's already half the fan base that's calling for blood. So let's see what happens. Let's see how the rest of training camp goes. Let's continue to go forward without any injuries. And let's see how things look a little bit down the line. All right. So anything else stood out from today's practice for you guys before we move on? David Sills. A lot of catches today. I think he, if I remember correctly, I think he had five catches today. Um, you know, him and Daniel Jones have always had a close relationship. It'll be interesting to see if he somehow crack the wide receiver depth chart. You know, he's got a, a big hill to climb up, but, you know, hey, he had a good practice today. A lot he of wide receiver workout videos. Mm-hmm. A lot of wide receiver rotation. A lot of dudes getting reps with the ones. Richie James, Slayton. Uh, I think I saw Colin Johnson get one the other day. I mean, so they're definitely giving everybody an opportunity, which is good because, I mean, we did question our wide receiver core. You want to talk about Golly later, obviously, but, um, yeah, a lot of – Dable's giving a lot of people opportunity. That's for sure. I love it. Um, There was also a visit today from a two-time Super Bowl winner, champion, and MVP, Eli Manning. Oh, Tom Brady's dad showed up? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so Eli Manning did pay a visit to the Giants facility today, although he works for them. Um, I mean, why is he not in the office generally, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. should just be able to go up and talk to him. But, um, yeah, so Eli stopped by. He gave them a little conversation about, uh, you know, and it, the, the topic around his speech was pretty much – just getting better every practice, right? Learning from the mistakes. That was something that Eli highlighted twice in his speech was learn from the mistakes. You make the mistakes here, learn from them. Um, so that was definitely something that I took away. Uh, I don't think much else from today's practice pretty much. But uh, Oh, by the way, Murph, Tap says that you look extra handsome today. Thanks, Tappy Tap. Is uh Rich isn't in here, is he? Uh, no, I don't think so. Rich, if he is, he could be watching, but he's just might be lurking and we wouldn't know. All right, so let's move on to a tweet that came out from Art Stapleton yesterday. Let's see. CG probably has the notes. You're talking about the 3-4 tweet, right? Uh, yeah, do you have who that um yeah. uh, lineup was? Go ahead. Yeah, so the um, the lineup for the three four as it stands right now, these are the players that the Giants are are placing, and this can of course change as we go through camp. You know, you got you got Leonard Williams on the end, you got Lawrence, you know, Jalen Holmes, who's also been playing on the on the end. I don't know much about him. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I, just, I, I just don't see that 
I, I, I don't see that. I don't see him making the team. I mean, maybe. I mean, Jalen Holmes starting over Aziz Ojulari. I mean, I if mean, anything, I can see this being one rotation. I kind of tweeted that out last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll save my point for after you go through the rest of that one. Okay. I mean, it was Jihad Ward, and then you have Blake, Tay, Crowder, uh, Dory, and Aaron Robinson, and McKinney and Love in, in this, in this, in the, as for the safeties. Did you say Thibodeau at the other outside position? Yeah. Okay. So here's the – and I'm glad that Tap's in here because Tap kind of brought up this point last night, which was good. So I had tweeted out that I can certainly see this being one rotation, right, not necessarily the starting lineup. The one thing that the Giants have on defense this year, which seems to be a little bit deeper than other years, is depth at each of these positions. Secondary is probably the weakest, but I still think that we're pretty good there with in terms of some rotational guys. So I don't – if you guys remember a couple years ago, there were players like Landon Collins, uh, Leonard Williams, guys that were getting over 90% snap shares. And it was so high. It was ridiculous. This is why we blew games in the fourth quarter too because not only did we fail to make adjustments, but – these players were tired. They were exhausted. So the one thing that they thought about by seeing Art Stapleton's tweet was, I don't think we're going to have many guys over 90% snap counts. So why did I mention Tab Jackson? Because Tab Jackson brought up a good point yesterday. He said, hmm, I wonder what Baltimore's defense looked like the last two years. So it just so happens that I went back to look. Baltimore had three guys over 90% snap count. Can I guess them? Huh? Can I guess who they are? Absolutely, go ahead. Uh, one's got to be Humphreys. Yes. One's got to be... I mean, I guess it's not Bowser. Nope. Uh, they had, uh, what's his name? DN. I will, I, I will tell you this. Please it is Campbell. nobody from this front seven. It is secondary entirely. Hmm. Really? So, so it's, it's Tony Jefferson in there. Deshaun Elliott played 97.9. Oh, yeah. right. Chuck Clark, 99.72. Marlon Humphrey, 91.2. And then if you just want to go with who was the fourth highest, Marlon, uh, it was Marcus Peters, 85.49. All right. The next highest player snap share on the team was Patrick Queen at 80%. Hmm. Do you know who the next highest was after Patrick Queen? Mm-mm. Matt Another Judon corner. at 52.9. This was 2020. So... That, I mean, it, it, a guy like Matt Judon was only playing 52% of his snaps on defense. That's crazy. Wow. You think of the now, defense. This fresh legs, man. Fresh legs. Yeah. Right I mean, it's got that man not, paid in fucking that's New kind of my too. point. So now if we go back and we look at last year, um, defense, Chuck Clark, again, 94%. Uh, he was the only player over 90% last year. All mm-hmm. right. So then the next highest was, just bear with me because I'm looking at this as we go, was Bowser. 
76%, followed by Patrick Queen with 75%. All right, next highest after that was cornerback Anthony Everett and then um, Brandon Stevens. Who the hell are they? <laughs> but the front seven, though, is pretty much around 50% or less, I guess, you know, obviously aside from uh, what looks like Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker at that position. Heavy so we're going to have like a front 14. Yeah, heavy rotation. You're right, TJ. So, I mean, this team's going to be fresh. There's no way that we should be gassed in the fourth quarter. And you know what? I like it because as much as Wink Martindale likes to blitz, you got to keep guys fresh. Yeah. You got to keep them fresh. It, it lines right up, right? I mean. What about the – I'm not asking you to look this up now, but what about the giant snap counts for the defense last year? I, I have a feeling that Judge played certain players and didn't play others. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was as much of a rotation as as that. Uh, keep – We didn't have any thoughts, You can keep the conversation going. I'll look it up. We had absolutely yeah, no because one, so it won't surprise I me. just get the sense with, it, with, with Judge last season – that he had his favorites, and if you got into his "quote unquote" doghouse, that you weren't going to see the field as much. And I had that feeling with with Zimenez. I know Zimenez got hurt a little bit. He's another guy who's had a pretty good camp to this point. But I I actually have a feeling, and, and you could correct me. I might be wrong, totally wrong on this, but I actually feel that there was less of a rotation. And I know that was I'm, one of the Coughlin issues back in the day was that Coughlin did not like to play the young guys. He was more of a you know, he would play certain people and other guys would be sitting on the sideline. Let's talk about that. Go back to that tweet though, that we started this on. Um, you can also highlight that, that comment by Pana, CG. Which one? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, last comment there too. Yep. Um, I, I just think, I think that the fan base is going to have to get adjusted to this new type of defense because we're not going to be doing this bend, but no, don't break. 14 drive 14 play drives anymore we could have a couple of long bombs given up so i mean this that that comes with the territory there's going to be i know we talked about last week about sacks are the giants going to break the season season sack record i don't think they're going to i think they're going to be in the 50s for a team but you know i think people need to understand that there's going to be a lot more over the last couple of years we haven't seen you know in the graham defense a lot of over the top touchdowns and i think we may see a few more this year. So James Bradbury led last year with 99.14. Xavier McKinney with 96.92. Tay Crowder, 93.93%. Hmm. Logan Ryan, 85. Leonard Williams, 76. Just round in here at this point. Yeah. Dory yeah. Jackson, 70. Aziz, semi, uh, 67. Dexter Lawrence, 65. Austin Johnson, 56. A little bit higher mm -hmm. than what Baltimore did in terms of their rotation. Yeah. But uh I, I not that bad though. I expect okay. it to be a little bit uh a little bit higher. So mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. I mean I was just based on what I saw I've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, well we also saw the rotations last year though too with Quincy Roche coming in on certain plays. Aziz, uh, you know, some of those players rotating Austin Johnson. So, mm. but, no, it's a good point. It's a good thing to look at. 
So what? So talk CB CB two a little bit. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, absolutely nothing. But I, I mean, Aaron Robinson, Aaron Robinson, say negative things, no. but not great things. Out of our boy A Rob, I've heard no, absolutely I nothing out of Rodarius. Been very quiet. Robinson has been very quiet. And, you know, he was my guy last week that I said that I felt was going to have a standout camp. It's been Darnay Holmes. It's been actually not Aaron Robinson to this point. He's, he hasn't been in a doghouse to this point, but he hasn't also been shining as you want him to, you know, you want him to grab the, the, the quote unquote brass ring and be able to take that CB2 position. So, but we also have, three preseason games. I mean, practice is one thing. I'm, I want to see these guys perform against other teams in actual game environments. So we'll, we'll see how it goes the next couple of weeks. I haven't heard a lot either about Aaron Robinson, but the reports coming out of camp that I saw was that he was playing well. Yeah, well, he, he had a couple penalties. Negative. He had a couple penalties. He got bitched out by coach because he, he hit Wando. Um. And he got burned by Tony twice. That's all I'd really seen. Um, but I like, like you said, CG, that was one of our guys that we expected to kind of take off this week. And it's weird because we 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 still have a real big question there at that outside corner position too. Especially the way Darnay's playing. It seems like Darnay's making most of his plays out of the slot. Um, so that'll, in my opinion, probably be his home. But I mean, there's not that much competition. For that CB2 position, right? I mean, I, I don't see Darnay playing out there, in my opinion. Darnay is a slot guy. I know he played a little boundary in college, and, and you said that earlier, Mage, but in my opinion, Darnay thrives in the slot. That's where he thrived in 2020. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I think that's probably a good spot for Darnay. Uh, the problem is, you, I appreciate that. Take care, Tap. Bye, Thank Tappy. You. Yeah. Uh, Panna, thank you very much. I appreciate your comment as well. Thank you, Panna. Um, yeah. I, it, I, see, but again, when we talk about the secondary, that's why it's a concern for me. I mean, it's not a whole lot of depth there. We haven't really gotten into the injuries yet. Um, but there's already some injuries in the secondary as well. As far as SCP2 position, I'm sorry. It's got to be, it's got, it's got to be Aaron Robinson unless somebody else is going to step up. Cordell Flott. We haven't heard anything from. I don't think he's making any noise. Darnay Holmes, I mean, honestly, if you don't feel comfortable with Aaron Robinson at the CB2 position, eh, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind giving Darnay a shot at it as, as the yeah. boundary corner and see, and see what he can do. Kinda I mean, is right. he probably better suited for the slot? Yeah, but now, I mean, it's probably a better – acclamation for a guy like Cordell Flott to maybe move into the slot. Um, you still got Rodarius Williams when he comes back that, you know, played that a little bit of that. I, I, I think slot corner is probably an easier position for some of these guys to play and then that boundary. But also, I, Mark, before, I, before CG goes, yeah. um, I, for, I forget, but I want to give you the credit for it. Last week, we were having the conversation about McFadden versus Beavers. I was talking about the athleticism, thinking it was McFadden, but I was thinking about Beavers the entire time. So 
Yeah, you and I talked about this. Yeah, so you were right. Um, but I, I was completely guy. off. I and I was seeing the film in my head, and I was recalling, and I'm like, oh, that's right, number zero, not 47. So, and, and that's not to knock Mitch. Mitch is a good linebacker. He's just a downhill guy, and he's literally Blake's. Clone, no, you're right. In my opinion. Yeah, um, but you were talking about the athleticism for the position, the ability to cover. You're right. That that definitely did fit Beavers more than McFadden. I was. I just have my film uh, mixed up, but I just wanted to give you credit on that. So, thanks, Dad. Um, Beavers got some reps with the ones today, with uh, Blake in the middle. So, I mean, I can again, like, if you want to talk about him, I, I, he's going to be kind of that gadget guy on our defense, in my opinion. Um, kind of what we thought a Robin was going to be taking Pepper's position. I, I mean, I don't see obviously Beavers covering any wide receivers, but he can cover a tight end easily. Still a little big, but he's, he's fast, man. And, and again, he's, and he's the only coverage guy on the roster. I, I don't see Tay Crowder starting there. You know, we, I keep going back to that tweet that we started on, but like uh, Tay's going to play, but just like we said, like Wink's going to have his stables, but I don't see Tay being the starter. Tay played ninety three percent last year, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did, he did. Tay we've talked about this back on Clapback, uh, back when we had Tino. But give me Jalen Smith, bring Jalen Smith back. I yeah. think Jalen Smith would eat in this defense. He's perfect, if I remember correctly. His coverage rates as a linebacker was probably was much better than his tackling grade as a linebacker, which is probably what you can use in a wink type of defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can play downhill. He can blitz, but he can still cover some of those bigger, faster tight ends from the linebacker position, which gives, um, which gives Wink some versatility in this defense with his linebacker. So I, I agree, man. I it's tough because I don't see Crowder starting. I I don't know who that second middle linebacker is going to be. I want to go back to corner though because now I'm looking up free agent oh. corners and. Dude, Jimmy Smith's just chilling out there, man. I could totally see it happening. Late camp signing, one-year vet minimum deal, wink familiarity, CB2. Well, here's my concern, and this is the cornerback. 67 years old. He's 34, yeah. Here's the concern yeah. I have about the about our about our team in general, but you know this relates to the cornerbacks is our depth. You know we talk a little bit about depth in regards to the tackles. You know we have a major issue with depth with our cornerbacks because if one of these cornerbacks go down, we're we're, we're screwed. And and that was the big thing about letting go of Bradbury. I understand we needed to because of because of the cap, but we do have a significant question mark at that CB two position, and you know. Holmes, you know, Robinson, whoever fills in, we're, 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 we're praying that they give us a replacement level for what Bradbury was giving us. And Bradbury, from what I've heard, looking at the, the Eagles, the Eagles blogs and the Eagles um, news reports, he seems to be doing okay, but obviously we couldn't afford him because of our cab situation. But I think that's the one concern I really have in regards to our cornerbacks right now is just our depth because you lose a Dory, you lose, one of these players, one of these top three players, we're we're really in trouble. Murph, nothing. No, I mean I agree. Sorry, the Yankees just hit a three-run bomb. I'm trying to figure out who the hell this is. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, obviously the, the quarterback position, it, it's always been quarterback, inside linebacker, and interior guard for me, or interior O-line for me. I mean, those three are worries. And still today, I mean, even after a week of camp, same thing. Um, yeah, TJ Smith, TJ said Smith probably has an injury. I mean, yeah, he's 34 too, that too. Um, that's an old runner, honestly. Um, but the familiarity is there. Trey Wings is out there as well. I want to touch Kevin King with a 10-foot pole, but that's just me. <laughs> the question um, is, was he talking about Jalen Smith or Jimmy? He's talking about Jalen Smith. Oh, yeah. He Which that, that's another thing he was talking about. You know, I mean, that's a really good a good point. I mean, if you look outside of Blake Martinez, we still, you know, we have some young guys, but we still have some questions about our linebackers. You know, how are they going to fit? You know, how are these young guys going to perform? And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of positives, but there's also a lot of concerns, too. And if we got to be honest, Giants fan, we have to say, you know, there are some positions where there's a lot of question marks right now. I mean, you mentioned a little bit about the interior offensive line. Um, Dable was talking today about trying to rotate guys in and out, and we did see that today. You know, Ben Bredesen came in, you know, I mean. He started today. Yeah, he started. Yeah, he was starting at center today, and then, you know, you've seen Lemieux, Feliciano still on the side, you know. We could talk more about obviously the offensive line in a bit, but that's one thing with this team is that they're, we're we're starting to build a roster, which is great. You know, you're starting to get those those pieces, those chess pieces, but we're still missing like the pawns. You know, you're, you're getting the rooks, you're getting the the queen, you're getting the king. You know, you still need the, you still need those other um, players that are going to help round out the team. So, well, and we have guys that we're like, you know, that we're not familiar with, so we're we're wondering if there's a there is a solution there, and we, we honestly have no idea, man. But like, mm-hmm. dude, that can we go to can we go to line talk? Are we good with that? Um, before before we do though, do you want to cover the injury report? CG? Yeah, we can talk. There's a couple injuries to talk about. Because uh, I mean, I I we have a script here, and Murph just keeps hijacking the show, wanting to jump around. <laughs> uh, Mister, I'm only going to give you one hour, but you know, I'm trying to get through the script here. Fuck Try and get script. through the script. I, I, this has been a great episode. Wow. Sometimes off script's the best. Isn't that how we were made? <laughs> I no, think a combination of both is good, but we'll I'll give you guys a quick rundown of the injuries. Dean Belton, broken collarbone. Uh, he doesn't need surgery. They expect him to be back um, relatively soon, um, maybe by September. Um, Feliciano still has heat exhaustion. He's been on the sideline, but he's missed four straight practices. Antonio Williams, our number three running back right now, had limped back out of the huddle from a play today. Um, he is questionable at the moment. And then Robert Foster today was carted off the field. Um, haven't heard anything more about his injury status, but you know he's another depth guy who um, perhaps um, may or may not make the team. What about uh, recent signing, CG? Okay, so we uh, signed Jared Wilson, um, which is a um, – He's 28 years old, 6'1", 209, played first five years of Jacksonville, split split last season with the Jets in the uh, 49ers. 84 regular season games, 33 starts, played in four postseason games. He's a uh, career, 176 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, three interceptions, nine passes, defending one sack. So he's a guy who's going to add some depth in the secondary. On the Giants released Jaron Williams, but he reverted – Back to what was it? The injury uh, IR, right? Yeah, hamstring injury. Yep. 
So, so those those are um, big injuries. The Giants also had Devontae Booker in for a uh, free agent workout as well, which is a little surprising. Murph was a little taken back by that, but well, Murph, it makes would sense. Like, would you like to talk about your own line now, Murph? <laughs> well, actually, I kind of want to go back to our previous conversation. Oh, jeez. Go ahead, Murph. The, just the, the linebacker position. Um, it was interesting to hear that we were in on Quan Alexander. Um, yes. You know, they're they're obviously looking for some help there. I don't know too much about Quan. He's, he's not really a coverage guy, though. I don't – from what I believe, he's a downhill blitzing type. Yeah, he's a tackling machine. But... Um, so that's kind of interesting because they're looking to add more of the same. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of point that out. Um, Saints, Jets, and Giants, I believe, is said he was talking to. So it's interesting to see that they're talking to a higher-level profile free agent still at the in- inside line back the position, even though that they have a lot of guys that are downhill thumpers already. It's mm. my opinion. Um, but, yeah. I think he signed with the Jets, too, if I remember correctly. Yep. He did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one reason why he said is because uh, he wants to reunite with Salah. Mm-hmm. He played with uh, in San Fran. So, mm-hmm. all right, Murphy, you're online. Go ahead. No, I mean, you know, we we still talk about all these question marks, but I mean, obviously, as we can tell over the last week, guard and center are absolutely nowhere close to being locked up. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what the battle is. <laughs> I can tell I mean, you one thing: so I don't want you to get rid of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get rid of Jamil Douglas. He's horrible. Get him it's funny you say that because I did watch. Uh, I was just. I usually every night when I'm laying on the couch, I'll go through the YouTube at night and see whatever they posted. And Jamil was getting wrecked in every single video. Um, obviously, he didn't impress, and they put bread in there today. Um, but like honestly, guys, like it's like a six-way battle for two positions. Um, never seen anything like that problem in New York, um, at least in the last ten years. But uh, I'm still very weary of that position. I still think Feliciano is a bum, and I still don't think we have a center. Um, but, yeah, what, how are you all feeling about that? Well, Concerned. we told you last week here on the Giants report what the Giants should do. So I'm so it's just like that. Oh, oh yeah, what is that? Oh, that's oh, good. I just I'm said that, that. Uh, Shane Lemieux should start at center. And then Coach Dave will put him in at center the next day. Like, Nostradamus. Hey. Look, is there any coincidence that I look like Brian Dable and Brian Dable <laughs> did exactly what I predicted? It's very true. Oh, he it's did. True. Uh, but I like so, it, man. Shane's a headhunter. He's a fucking dude that wants to tear your head off. That was literally yeah, I, the first thing I saw when we drafted Shane, when I went to go watch his highlights, was the man wants to fucking hit someone. So if you want to plug him in at center, I think it's great. I think it's an awesome idea, honestly. Personally, I think that we should probably continue to keep him there. Dude, fucking leave him there. I'm totally 100% on board with Shane Lemieux as center one. Feliciano, I'm not – I'm with you, Murph. I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's good. I don't even know if he's average. I haven't seen him play. I have no idea. All right, so CG, as of right now, my starting line would be uh, Andrew Thomas, at, Thomas, Thomas, I'd say Thomas, Thomas at left. I would go with Izudu at left guard. Yeah, I would too. Um, Lemieux at center, mm-hmm. Winsky at right guard, Evan Neal at right tackle. That's mm-hmm. my starting offensive line as of right now. Thoughts? Great. 
that's exactly what I would say. I mean, that right now, looking at how they've played so far, and obviously it's only a week, about a week, you know, I'd say that's probably would be your best line right now. I mean, Lemieux has had the best camp of offensive linemen. I know Evan Neal's had some struggles to this point, but that's normal. You know, he's adjusting, he's doing some different techniques. So um, right now, I, I think that line is right on unless something changes. I don't, I don't know what Taj or TJ's percent trying to say who's G's. Feliciano will be back because G's won't be ready. Um, Feliciano couldn't make it on the field in Buffalo, man, and they didn't necessarily have a great O-line per se the entire time that they've had this nice run going on. Um, he's an extra. He always was. He was a guy that knows the, knows the scheme. He's Joe Shane's familiar with him. He's a New Jersey native. He's probably the shoe-in to be the center one, but, like, dude, he, he came to camp out of shape. It's very obvious. Very obvious. They just don't want to say it. Uh, he said Josh is either. He's got to get on the um, field. What's wrong with Josh? Oh, he's just saying uh, getting up to speed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, dude, he came to sh- – they're literally saying in a very nice way he didn't come to sh- camp on, on um, in shape. Like, the man at – hydration issues come on like he's out of shape dude like i don't know about that it was pretty hot here and especially in training camp it dehydration issues. that was three days ago bro that, yeah, well, come on this is the nfl apparently from, apparently from what i heard from people that have been severely dehydrated it can linger so matter of fact tj uh tj is the coach here tj what about uh hydration issues how long can they last chime in so also, if you're going to read a comment, it, Murph, read the comment. Don't just answer it. Oh, okay. Josh is here, though. I'm sorry. He said TJ got sick, or he said Feliciano got, got sick. sick blue or bug. Bug. Okay, well, in that case, fair. Well, I don't I really still don't want to start. Hold on. They were saying it was dehydration, no? I think I did see something about him being sick, but it well, the first thing was hydration when he was originally ruled out. Yeah, well, that, I mean, the flu or bug, too, that could also dehydrate you as well. So Sure. Great. I hope, if, I hope Feliciano feels better, but he's not – he's just a guy. He's another guy. Let me ask you guys a question, totally different subject. Saquon Barkley's had a really good camp so far. What do you guys think – what do you expect from him this season? I mean – do you think he's going to have an explosive season? Do you think it's just premature to think that? Or what's your thoughts on that? B. Premature? Uh, everything's premature. We're talking about the sixth day of practice. Okay. I mean, I know people want to, you know, prognosticate what Daniel Jones' stats are going to be, what Saquon Barkley's stats are going to be. Honestly, I don't give a shit. I just want to make sure they make it to week one. If, if they're not healthy by week one, if they don't stay healthy, it doesn't matter what we prognosticate or, or project them to have. I mean, sure, okay, Saquon could have 4,000 all total yards. I don't care. And the other thing is, too, is I, I think the bigger question associated with Saquon is if Saquon does go off, if he ends up having a really good year, let's say that he has close to 2,500 all-purpose yards, all right? Are you re-signing him? So stop right there, Mage, because that's kind of where my my piece goes with this. Well, it was a question, so I mean, but what's the plan? How it works? 
What's the plan with Saquon? Just like you said. I don't think they can afford him. Let's be honest. I mean, I think the Giants want to re-sign Saquon. I think they want to, but I don't think they can. Unless he gives a very team-friendly deal, I don't think they can re-sign him. I mean, so let's I, play scenario. You're your GM. You want to keep Saquon, and it's preseason right now. In your head, you're like, in a perfect world, I'd like to keep Saquon. Are you going to limit him this year and try to get him at a fair price, or? You're gonna let the man go ape shit in your offense and pay him the fucking big, biggest deal in your offense. That's such a dumb question. They're not limiting him, Murph. They're not limiting. Well, him. honestly, Mace, this is gonna go to my point that I was gonna ask next. I mentioned this earlier to our boys. I think Saquon's gonna catch 85, 90 balls this year again. I really fucking do. Personally, he probably will. I think he's gonna catch that. But some of the guys made the comment. I think well, Tap's gone now, but I think Tap was one of them. You know, Breed is fast as shit, and he—he's a reception guy. So, are they going to give some receptions to think, him and and kind of dial Saquon back a little bit and kind of keep him fresh? Because you're knowing that you're re-signing him, you're knowing he's an investment. You know, you're gonna you're gonna kind of keep those legs fresh, knowing you're not a Super Bowl contender. It's interesting. The, it, the, so I will tell you this: they're not going to scale him back mm-hmm. um, over a contract. They're not going to say, you know what. Let's try to get him under a thousand yards rushing. No, this year. I'm so not that, saying from you know, a stat. I'm saying it's, just it's, like it's not scale from a stat. It's not going to be like, yo, he's but not so, going to get these yards because I we don't want to pay him. I'm saying like from a workload standpoint. I will give you a perfect scenario. So look at what Baltimore, uh, not Baltimore. Look at what Buffalo did last year between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. It was almost a two-headed monster. There's no reason why they won't do that. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even be surprised to see both of them on the field in two back set at times. If they're going to do it, it again, say something that we didn't touch on in practice. Kadarius Tony at a wildcat with Wandell Robinson in the backfield. They're going to do whatever they can to try to put a good product on the field this year, increase the offensive production. And hopefully that'll lead to wins. So in terms of Saquon, I don't think they're doing anything different with Saquon. I think we're going to, with since he's a great receiver, you might see him a little bit more in in pass catching scenarios. Um, but I don't think they're scaling back. I think that Saquon has a good year. I'm not ready to put a number on it. But then it's going to come down to how much does he want to be in New York. And then how much is, how much are other teams willing to pay him? CG? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I mean, I look at the Giants, the current off, the offense, the way it's constructed right now. There are so many different weapons. You brought up Tony. You got Wandell Robinson. You know, you got Burita, and you got Saquon. And that's not even counting the other options they have. So. I mean, this isn't just going to be a Saquon-centric offense. I mean, Saquon is going to get a share, obviously, but I actually think it, we're going to see a, a lot of Matt Breida. I think he's going to have a lot of um, touches. I think um, there's going to be a lot of Wildcat. I mean, I know last Friday and today they were working with the Wildcat with with, Con- with Tony. So I think we're going to see a lot of different things. And I, I still think Saquon will have a good season, but I don't think it's going to be like in previous years where the offensive, you know, the rushing game was centric on Saquon. I think we're going to see a lot of different things. 
You're on mute, Mage. I got to get used to that. All right, so let's stay there then. So we're talking about overpriced offensive toys. What's going on with Kenny Galladay? You guys worry? Very quiet. I mean, I'm not saying he, he's done bad. He hasn't done bad in camp, but he's had a couple of drops. Um, he had an interview today where you said he liked the Dable offense where there's more um, creativity for the wide receivers. So, I mean, it sounds like he's he's content with this new scheme, but I just haven't seen. I don't know how he fits. I mean, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, you guys can correct me, but throughout this camp, it's been more Tony. It's been more even Slayton, you know, Slayton going over the top. There's been Wandell. I mean, even some Richie James. It, you really haven't been hearing much of Galladay, and you want he's our number one wide receiver apparently or supposedly. So, you know, that's concerning to me, especially after last season where he struggled. So, I mean, well, last year. Let me ask you this then, CJ. Yeah. Is there a place for him in this offense? You bring up Kadarius Tony, you bring up Wondell Robinson, you bring up Darius Slayton, you, you talk about the speed, you allude to the speed on this offense. Is there a place for Kenny Galladay in this offense? Well, I mean, he he inked a four-year, seventy-two million dollar contract, so that's obviously that's that's a big financial burden. But even beyond that, last season, you know, thirty-seven catches for five hundred twenty-one yards. That's not going. That's not what your number one wide receiver, and he had no touchdowns. That's not what you want. And you know, he came from Detroit everybody and, looked pretty anemic in that offense last yeah, year. I, I don't I, think I don't think we can chalk it up. No, the, the, the offense was horrible play. last year, but I just don't I get the sense at this point and I could be totally wrong. I don't feel like he fits and, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe we're just not seeing it yet. But I feel like this offense is not, you know, you think about the KC offense. It was more of a Tariq Hill, you know, um, Nicole Hardeman type of offense. It's you, you, you don't see like a Kenny. I don't know. I, I just feel like this offense, he doesn't fit. And maybe maybe there is a place for him. Maybe maybe we just haven't seen it yet. But to this point, I just don't feel like he's a good fit. Murph. I kind of. So I, I got a question sorry, for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Can you let me drive the show? Appreciate it. Whoa, we're live. Hello, there are children watching. All right, sorry about that, kids. So CG alluded to the Kansas City offense, which is obviously predicated on speed. KC lost Tyreek Hill. They went out and they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju spent a majority of his time in the slot as a receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you see that as a fit here for Kenny Galladay? I'm kind of torn because, like, you got – you know, I'm a big KG guy. But, I mean, CG, he's on to something here. He, he Does he really fit? Um, obviously, I've been saying that I think KG is going to come out of the slot a good bit this year. But going back to the, the Kansas City offense, I mean, you're looking for a guy to kind of compare him to. And, obviously, I know you're talking Juju and – playing in the slot, but it's probably, in my opinion, more like Travis Kelsey. Quick flats, quick outs in the slot. He's always operating in the slot. I don't think KG is going to really be ever a big-time playmaker for us. I don't think that's ever really what he was really signed to be. I mean, why why is KG any different than DJ? Go, go do what you're doing with DJ. Put his strengths out there. Figure out what he does good. 
and use it to his ability. I mean, he's a jump ball red zone guy over the middle. That's that's really all he's good for, right? Especially in this scheme. Like he doesn't have any speed, he can't separate. So in my opinion, he's gonna I think he's gonna be just fine over the middle. He's just not going to catch it over the you over the shoulder down the sidelines and take it fifty yards to the house. He's just not gonna do that. He's gonna make his money ten yards in the flat five yards in the flat, you know, 10 yards, 15 yards over the middle, but he's just going to probably, in my opinion, be a more of an oversized tight end and you're, and Bellinger is going to be blocking. So I I'm, I'm with you. I don't know what his role is, but I do think he's valuable and you got to make him valuable, right? You're paying him. You have to. At least for this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why he can't play over the, the middle. Is Travis Kelsey really a tight end? Um, I think he, he is. I think he can be, but do they really use him as a traditional tight end? No, they don't. But and you the same could be said for Mark Andrews as well. Yeah. But the thing is, in terms of their skill set, yeah, they're definitely a traditional tight end, right? Because if they don't have the ability to go downfield, to gain that separation, what those tight ends are looking for is they're looking for holes in the defense. Right. Once they find the hole in the defense, Kelsey's perfect at doing this. Find a hole in the defense and sit. That's it. Mahomes finds them. Right? So a lot of times they have one-on-one matchups with which is probably mostly linebackers or slot corners. So yeah. when you have a guy like Kelsey – he can probably outrun most linebackers and overmatch most slot corners. Yeah, but so it, it so to your point Polly though, can't, could do the same. I mean, it doesn't have to do too much. He really be a safety valve now. I mean, fans are going to want him to put up ten TDs with that contract, but it's not happening. But again, Murph, I agree with you, and that's why I led with the slot conversation. Because you said that for a while, you want to see Kenny Galladay in the slot. Do I still think he has ability downfield um, for those contested catches, especially with Daniel Jones' uh, deep ball accuracy? Yeah, I do. I do think there's a spot for him still um, on the outside. But I do agree. I think he should spend at least 50%, if not more, of his time in the slot. Because with his frame, with his ability to make contested catches – with Danny having that checkdown ability over the middle of field or looking for Kenny Galladay short, it allows him to move to chains. Let guys like, you know, Wando Robinson run those drag routes underneath so that this way they could get the yards after they catch. Let Kadarius Tony spread the field, right, with those deep in routes or, or, or deep post routes. Let him run those. So I like the idea of what you said, putting Kenny Galladay in the slot. The problem is, I is seventy-two million dollars a lot for a slot receiver. Yeah, health, health too. You know, I mean, if he's running over the middle, you know how fragile he is. I mean, takes one hit. I mean, we saw in the New Orleans game last year, he was kind of operating a little bit in the slot, and he, he did pretty well. You know, but I, I just worry about his health, and you know, beyond that point, I mean, if the fans, you know how the fans are. If, if he doesn't start putting up some numbers, we even see, saw it in training camp the other day 
where someone yelled from the stands when he dropped the ball, oh, blah, 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 you're 70-something million dollars and you had no touchdowns, you know? That's New York. You know, New York, they're a tough, tough group of people, and you got to perform. So, I mean, I'm interested to see how he's integrated into the offense, but I'm a little worried about how he's actually going to fit. So, we'll see. Hey, you know what they say. You can make it here. You can make it anywhere. True. Very true. All right. I think that's pretty much all that we have. Uh, time for any closing remarks. Um, I I think we're 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 moving forward. I hope that we continue to have no injuries, no major injuries, and I'm looking forward to the game on Thursday night, some NFL football, and the Giants next week. I'll, I think we'll I think we'll have some answers maybe by at least seeing them against some real competition. Murph. This time next week will be one more week closer to football. We will. So Giants open up next week, I believe, at New England. So uh, preseason game Thursday night. I think it's on so TV, I'm, too. It's I'm on looking. TV. What happened? It's on TV. It's on NFL Network. So. Oh, well, here. Uh, well, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah. I'm stuck so. in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. So uh, I get them no matter what. You poor souls. Yeah. But um, I did put out a tweet today. So because there are a lot of fans panicking over practice, I just put out a tweet. I said, hey, does anybody know what the score is in today's practice? Just want to know if the Giants were winning. So we got to <laughs> stop, guys. We got to come down off this ledge, man. It is a good thing. I, I hate to say it, but I do. I like Coppizzle. And Coppiz will put out a uh, video today. It's called Iron, Iron Sharpens Iron. Go watch it if you got a chance. It's not a long video. It's eight minutes. Um, you know, typical Pizzle fashion. But uh, he makes a lot of great points. He does. He says, you know, what is everybody so concerned about? Daniel Jones threw a couple interceptions. If Daniel Jones was perfect through six practices – through 10 touchdowns, no interceptions or one, everybody would be up in arms about this defense. <laughs> everybody would be concerned about our secondary. Everybody would be worried about Wink Martindale's system. But no, you know, it's good some days for the defense to win their matchup versus the offense, and it's good that some days the offense wins their matchup versus the defense. Uh, somebody else I pointed out today, I believe it was um, – I forget who it was, but uh, one of my boys, they said, hey, look, Daniel Jones in this offense is going against a Wink Martindale defense. Like, we should be impressed by the fact that Daniel Jones has looked as good as he has under the amount of pressure that Wink Martindale's defense sends. Daniel Jones' biggest flaw as a passer was versus pressure. Go and look at his stats with a clean pocket. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say they're great without having them in front of me, but if I remember, they're pretty damn good. It's when he's under pressure that he makes his biggest mistakes. The fact that he's looked as good as he has in camp with Wink Martindale sending the, the defense, that's a good thing, guys. It's a really good thing. Yes, okay, they can't sack Danny. 
Uh, if the sacks are unofficial in practice, maybe he might be holding the ball a little bit longer. Maybe this should have been a sack. They have referees there. They have people that are calling sacks. We got to stop. I mean, honestly, at this point, at this juncture, where we are with a new regime, Chris Mara being demoted, we need to start embracing the Giants again. And we got to put our narratives aside. It's fine. People have opinions. You want to be objective about it. That's cool. I'm a Daniel Jones supporter. Do I understand why people don't like him? Yes, I do. I get it. He is frustrating as a quarterback with some of the things that you see on him. And the fact that over the last two years, especially with Jason Garrett, he didn't show any development. All right. Well, then we could blame that on Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, but then we're making excuses for him. Guys, it's fine. Okay. This team is going to be okay. I think this is going to be the funnest year that we've probably seen in quite some time. It's just practice. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That's all I got to say about that. Wow, that was deep. That was Thank awesome. You. I appreciate that, Murph. Fuck all those people that are bitching. Go Giants. <laughs> I mean, Giants. I, I don't get it. I don't want to go off on another um, tangent here or anything, but that's it, man. I, I think that we have a lot to be encouraged by a lot of things that we saw. Again, we talked about the secondary CG, right? Adoree Jackson coming up with those interceptions. That's a good thing because this is a guy that typically doesn't get a lot of turnovers, right? He had he had an interception that was dropped, I believe, the first practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that should have been a pick six. But you know what? That's Adoree. He doesn't do that. He doesn't pick up the ball or, or catch it when it's thrown his way. He doesn't get those turnovers. But that's okay. We'll live with it. No, nah, he got two today. That's a good thing. It's a good thing as a Giants fan. Darnay Holmes stepping up. Darnay Holmes? I'm sorry. We were talking about Dory Jackson. We were talking about Cordell Flott, Aaron Robinson. Darnay Holmes? Four turnovers? In what, four practices? That's a good thing, guys. Come on. Come back off the ledge here. We're we're with you. We'll we'll be here for you. (laughs) No, I agree 100%. You know, we need to take a step back and embrace because I think this is going to be a good year. So let's go Giants. Let's go Big Blue. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Giants Report. I want to thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody that's going to watch this possibly afterhand or catch us. Look, if you don't know, we're still a podcast. You can still catch us on Apple iTunes. You can still catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on Google, whatever the Android stuff is. You can catch us everywhere that your podcast can be heard. This will also be a podcast, but make sure that you come back here. You hit the subscribe button, like our videos. Hey, guys, we only moved over to the YouTube machine because we want to interact with you. We want to hear your opinions. We want you to come in the streams. We want to see the opinions. I don't care if it's a difference of opinion. We want to engage with you guys. That's what's so important about us wanting to move over to the YouTube. We're not gaining anything from this. It's mainly because we want to interact with you guys on a weekly basis. We want to hear from you guys. And thank you to TJ, who's tuned in two weeks in a row, our loyal supporters so far. 
Tab Jackson, thank you for joining us today. Panna, thank you for also joining us as well. We really do appreciate you guys. We hope to grow this channel. We're going to keep doing this weekly throughout the season. Just, again, thank you. Make sure that you like and subscribe and check us out everywhere that your podcasts are heard. Peace and love, everyone.